Welcome to 54 Live. I am your host, Digsies, and I am joined once again by my main man, Jake. Jake, what's going on, buddy? Good afternoon, peeps and peepets. This is a wonderful day up in the hood. Mayakoba is over. We have a new winner on the Live Golf circuit. That is Waco, the man, Neiman. Congratulations, Waco. But more importantly, congratulations to Live Golf as a whole for getting the season started. And more importantly, we want to send a big thank you to Sergio Garcia, both Waco Neiman and Sergio Garcia. I think you can agree with me, Digsies. Both of them deserved a crown in this event. Oh, yeah. They both showed out, too. And just the fact that both of them said once it got, because it was pitch black out there. By the fourth, by the time they teed off on the fourth playoff hole, you could barely see anything. And the fact that they said, you know what? We don't want to come back tomorrow. We were, and honestly, let's be real. Nobody wants to come back tomorrow. Nobody wants to wake up in the morning and have to go play. You know what I mean? So both of them said, let's get it done now. Let's do it for the people. The second they said, let's go back to the tee, the whole entire crowd started cheering. And uh, yeah, man, it was a great playoff. And Waco Neiman, man, he showed out in that playoff. Those three tee shots that he hit on 18, like you could throw a towel over them. They were right next to each other. And he even said it. He said that he just kept playing right next to the divot from the time they played it before. And yeah, man, I'm happy that Waco got, it would have been nice to see Sergio get his first live win, but I'm happy Waco got it because after that performance on Friday, that 59, he deserved to win the tournament. Not only that, you're absolutely right when it comes to the pitch black. And that's definitely a thing that if you saw Sergio's final approach shot into the green, it was so dark that he actually misjudged his distance to the ground. And you can yeah. see it. He actually stubbed it quite bit, quite bad. You're talking uh, about the one that almost went in the bunker or, or the flop? The very final approach shot to the green. Yeah. Because he, it's pitch black out there. And honestly, watching it, I was surprised he didn't have somebody like his caddy pull out, pull out a cell phone and illuminate over the ball. Yeah. That, uh, I would have done that. Can you, are you allowed uh, to do that? Uh, yeah. It's a flashlight. You can't hold, hold a flashlight up. I don't know. It, the, what are I the mean, rules? There's a billion rules in golf, but that'd be a, like the wackiest of wacky rule. Yeah. Especially when you got the scoreboard illuminating the green so you are already exactly. providing artificial light exactly and, and it's not improving the lie of the ball at all no it's no it, it's so i don't know if that I, maybe that is against the rules uh, i don't think it would be but that's something that i personally would have done seeing that firsthand because no joke you can make misjudgments when it comes to light right there and he and that actually did affect him on that shot if you watch it closely you can see he misjudges where the ball is and takes a stub he doesn't end up recover, recovering as good as he possibly could. His chip shot almost goes in the hole for birdie. He did a good job. And yeah. honestly, either one of them could have won. But more importantly, Diggsy, I'm sure you're going to say this as well, both of them had the mindset of a champion. They did. They both did have the mindset of the champion. And the great thing about it was truly like, and that's the good thing about Liv. Liv more than the PGA Tour and the Asian Tour and the DP World, maybe not the DP World Tour, but live more than anybody is a true global tour with like people from all over. You know, you got people from all over in every tour, but live is completely really spread out through all these different countries. And we saw it on Sunday. You had Neiman from Chile, Sergio and Rom from Spain, Burmese from South Africa, and DJ from America. You had those. DJ really wasn't in the mix. You had so many countries, and you know that those countries were watching, rooting for their guys. And that's what makes it so exciting. That's why I think that's what live, you know, I think they should do with the teams more to really lean into having each team like Stinger and Ripper. They're representing a whole country. I want to see them do that more with the teams as they grow because people are passionate about their countries. And 
it just makes it more exciting when you're rooting for your guy. That does make sense. And the big thing about it, guys, is that uh, thinking about this whole championship mindset thing, it was the right call in so many different ways. It, it hurt because obviously Sergio lost because of it, but it was so right because they have a tournament this week starting on Thursday mm -hmm. in Vegas. Everybody had to get out of there and get back to America, get to Vegas, because today, as we're filming, they already released. This is 48 hours later after the tournament. They're already doing the pressers in Vegas. Yeah, because they're doing, they have to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday this exactly. week in Vegas because the Super Bowl is in Vegas on Sunday. They're not going to go up against that. Correct. And how much worse would it have been for everybody as far as scheduling, logistics, and everything yep. if they had stayed one more day? Honestly, uh, I think... I'm sorry, go ahead, finish. But no, you're cool. And that's just the truth, though. That's why I... But more importantly than that, the mindset of the champion really came to fruition in both of them. Yep. Because what's the quote from G Gene Hackman's character, Jimmy McGinty, in the movie The Replacements? I don't know. You tell me. Winners always want the ball when the game is on the line. Yep. And honestly, let's segue real quick since you made that great point. Or I was saying a mindset of a champion because over on the PGA Tour, we have someone that Diggsy is extremely pissed off at who's currently number one on the Diggsy's hate list. He said, oh, you know what? I, I wouldn't mind if they cut the whole, cut the tournament off at 54 holes because I'll get an easy win. And that was a Wyndham clock. They cut it because there was horrible weather on Sunday. They were going to play on Monday. They couldn't because the course got damaged because of that horrible uh, weather and wind. And Wyndham Clark was handed a victory. Handed, he did go out and shoot a 60 on Saturday. Granted, it was lift clean in place. He did take a shot at Waco Neiman saying, oh, it's, better to shoot a 60 and break the Pebble Beach record than shoot a 59 anywhere else. People were saying, oh, that wasn't a dig at Neiman. Of course it was, because he could have said 58. He could have said 60 anywhere else. He was taking a shot at Waco, and he took a shot at my boy Rory over the summer at the U.S. Open when he said that he could be as good as Rory. So I don't know who the hell this guy thinks he is. He won one major. There's plenty of one-hit wonders out there that won one major and never did anything else. Jason Dufnis, Keegan Bradley, Webb Simpson. And, Sean and, McNeil. Yeah, and yeah, Lucas Glover. Like and, and this guy, he just thinks that he his shit don't stink. And honestly, someone needs to put him in his place. And I hope there is a point this year on the PGA Tour in the majors that Rory has a chance to shut this guy up because someone needs to shut him up. More than that, he's talking about, oh, I chose the PGA Tour over Live because I want to protect my legacy. I'm yeah. here for a legacy. And I'm like, bro, everything about how you behaved after shooting their 60. 60 is a great round. Lift clean in place aside, it was lift clean in place. Now, guys, before we get into that conversation, Bryson's, 50, Bryson's else, 58 was a lift clean in place yeah, also. If anybody else is shooting a 60 lift clean in place, I'm not mentioning lift clean in place. I'm just mentioning it because Wyndham Clark's a douche. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that he did it the day after Walco's 59. So there was every bit of, douche, of douchery in that because people were, here's the reality. And Diggsy, I'm going to say this right now because it's the truth. And I believe this. You want to know why Wyndham Clark actually stayed with the PGA Tour? Because they didn't offer him enough money. No, no, boy. Nah, listen up. Wyndham Clark stayed on the PGA Tour because he knew that's the only place he could win. Possibly. Possibly. I'm just and telling honestly, the truth right now. This isn't me. This isn't a live podcast and a live bot, as they call us, speaking bad on the PGA Tour. Listen back to the podcast. Jake and I have always said that we like the PGA Tour. We like Live Better, but we're still PGA Tour fans. We still like people on the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour's number one shield, Rory McIlroy, is my favorite player. I never said one mean thing about him. So this is not me dissing on a PGA Tour player just because he's a PGA Tour player. 
this is me dissing a guy that I think is a douchebag and he dissed my favorite player and he just thinks he's better than he really is. That's why I'm dissing on him. If friggin' Victor Hovland or Xander Schauffele went out and shot a 60 and didn't take those jabs, I, I wouldn't be dissing on them. I'd be praising them. The only reason why I'm dissing him is because he's a douche and I don't like him. Absolutely. And again, we're talking about mindset of a champion. Everything in his behavior from that 60 onward was cowardly. Exactly. When, and you're claim, when you're, when you're, you can say, hey, you can make comments like this. The course is pretty banged up. I don't think we'd get a really good aspect of what golf can be if we play this tournament to its fruition. I hope we can come back at a later point in time, but it's probably best for everybody involved, including our PGA Tour support staff, to end the tournament here. That's what you can say and be given the win, and nobody's going to take stabs at you. But when you're talking shit about live golf, when you're talking smack about this, that, and the other, and then you're literally talking into the microphone saying, I'd love to get the win right now on 54 holes. And honestly, what are you doing? He's lucky he did because Ludwig Aberg would have chased his ass down. Not to mention there was a few other studs in that field back yeah. that would have chased them down. It's hard to follow up a 60. Here's the big thing. We saw that, that. Yeah, he, it's hard to follow up a great score, but also understand he wasn't even in the conversation on Saturday. No, he wasn't. He was so far back that the 60 got him relevant. And yes, exactly. he was in the lead by, by like one one or two shots. One, one shot. One shot. One shot over Aberg. But it was a pretty close field. There was plenty of chasers. And honestly, he wouldn't have won that event. He might have. But again, like I said, the fact that you think Tiger would ever have said that? Tiger would no. be like, no, I want to go out there. I want to win. I want to go. I want to go out there and shoot a 60 again. And I can't think of anybody who's in the driver position who would actually say that on the microphone. Yeah. You can think that. And Ricky Fowler is somebody who would definitely think that because yeah. Ricky Fowler has the, one of the, one of the, one of the toughest romances with 54 hole leads. Yeah. But he wouldn't say it into microphone. Ricky Fowler would be a major champion if it was only 54 holes. Ricky Fowler, if he, he'd have, he'd already be a lifetime PGA tour member if he was yeah. in four holes. But yeah, back to live, man. It was just, a, it was a great week all in all. And John Rahm. First tournament on live, Legion 13 wins, and it just goes to show, man, like he, he came to play and he's taking this seriously because he could have easily, if he just went out and posted a top 10 and just went about his business, but you saw the look on his face. He was fired up. He wanted to win the tournament. Like he wants to take live to the next level and live took it to the next level. They got 430,000 views on Sunday. And I know what people are going to say. They're going to be like, oh, there was no PGA tour. There was no NFL football, but you know what? After next Sunday, there's not going to be any NFL football. And not every tournament is going to go up against Pebble Beach or a premier PGA Tour event. And I know 430,000 viewers and, and, and people watching isn't a lot. It's not. But you know what? It's their third year. They're growing. They went up. Last year's opening event in Mayakoba was 140,000 less than they did this year. So they're making progress. They're growing. When another come year five, maybe they'll hit that million subscriber. Maybe they'll hit the million viewers. Maybe they'll hit a million viewers this year. But again, it's their third year and people want to talk about prestige, this and that. Was Pebble Beach a prestigious tournament the third time it was played? No. Like it takes time for these tournaments to be prestigious. Was the Masters prestigious in the second and third year? No. Like it takes time. And again, it's Liv's third year. They're gaining popularity, they're gaining viewers, they're gaining fans, and it's not going to happen overnight. The biggest thing is that every year we're seeing live increase in quality. Exactly. We really are. Uh, and when you look at 
what Liv did this year. They were able to finally do something we wanted them to do from season one, which is actually have all four scores count on Sunday. They yep. couldn't do that last year. You had several players that blatantly didn't belong. And I, I love those guys. I really do. I enjoyed you know talking about Siwon Kim, Chase Kepka, James Pyatt, Jed Morgan. But let's be real. None of those four fit the mold or really belonged at that top level right now. Maybe in six years for a couple of those younger guys, but you know what I'm saying. They couldn't do that last year because it would be unfair to those teams. It would take them out of competition. And there are some teams that I think still need to make heads and shoulders strides. But if you look at the overall quality of the league with this season's additions, and it's the funny thing is that with where the league's at now, Diggsies, the league doesn't have to make massive changes to rosters every single season to bolster the talent. No. You got John Rum, Tyrrell Hatton, Adrian Moronk, Lucas Herbert. Those four, boom. That's yeah. huge. And then next year, add another two or three, and then the following year, add another two. Honestly, I feel like, I, I think what Liv should be looking at is year five is when, it, you know, they could honestly say that, like, boom, like they're ready to rock. Like, they're ready to rock now. But like I said, it keeps getting better every year. And then just think about it. Come year four, hopefully, by once the start of year four, all the PIF and PGA Tour and SSG nonsense will be behind them. And they'll have a year to figure out what it's like in conjunction with the PGA Tour being 100% against the PGA Tour. And then come year five, all that nonsense will be a year and a half, two years yeah, behind. Yeah, the PGA Tour will be broke. Yep, and then they'll be ready to rock. Yeah, $3 billion doesn't last too long. Not only that, the PGA Tour just keeps cannibalizing itself. Yeah. They, 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 first off, they have the waste management this weekend. And Hovland uh, and Shoffley backed out. Yes, but not only that, what... I'm going to use some bad language right here, okay? What fucking retard took the best tournament for the PGA Tour in terms of viewership, atmosphere, energy... And decided to put it on 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 Super Bowl weekend. It's been on Super Bowl weekend. I understand that, but it's the thing been, is, is that like going back. I remember watching the Panthers versus Broncos Super Bowl when Cam Newton was the MVP and Peyton Manning. That was Super Bowl Fifty. So like we're talking right. about. It's been I ten years. That, Honestly, Dave, I think it's a good idea. No, it's a terrible idea. No, because they shouldn't have they shouldn't have it on that weekend. It's a bad vibe. Super Bowl starts at six thirty. The tournament's over at six. Diggs, it's a perfect segue into the no, tournament. It's not because you're stuck. You you are basically forcing people to decide what their fandom actually is in that moment. Why? And it's a huge energy event. How? But at the same you time, you can watch both. At you, it doesn't matter if you can watch both. What I'm talking about, Dig, is, is is an atmosphere. All right. By the time Sunday rolls around at the end, everyone's already gone. Everyone's I, already gone. I I dis I disagree with you on this one. Just because I feel like it's the waste management and the Super Bowl goes together. What like heroin and cocaine? Yeah, sure. Heroin and cocaine could be a great no, night. They're destructive and terrible together, man. A little, this little heroin to go, a little cocaine to get up, and then a little her, her, heroin to come back down. I don't know what you're, what you're going at. I, I personally think it's a bad choice. Because, agree to disagree. Hey, we don't no, have to I really agree do. on everything. I really do. Because it's a bad choice because you're taking one of your best assets and placing it alongside the biggest asset of the year. Think about when the, when the Super Bowl's in Arizona. That's even better because people, you, how many times, like, who was it? Um, Maybe Keegan Bradley, the Pats were in the Super Bowl, and Keegan Bradley wanted to finish his round and, and get done so we could get to the Glendale to watch the Pats play, or I forget who else. I think Rory went to the Super Bowl one year. I don't know. And just think about it. When it's in Arizona, that's the good, that's the definite time to have 
it the same weekend because it's the same thing with Liv this week. The Super Bowl's in Vegas, Liv's in Vegas. So Liv is going to get more eyes this week because the Super Bowl's in Vegas. Right, but all the Liv was at least smart enough to not compete on the day of yes. the Super Bowl. But That's is, what I'm talking about. Is the waste about. management closing on Sunday? Yes. It's not doing what no. What's the farmers did and, and finished no. on a Saturday? Okay. No, that's what I'm talking about, Diggs. Yeah. You're not listening on that, man. That's why I'm saying, like, that's the issue. It's because you, you try and you can say, oh, you can watch both. Nobody watches both. They watch the puppy bowl. They go out to Little Caesars Pizza eight hours early because they have to order their pizzas now from Little Caesars, which somehow is not garbage anymore. And boom, that's what yeah. you're doing. You're Personally, I, I liked it because I used to watch the waste management. And I remember Ricky Fowler was in a playoff with Brooks Kepka. And I remember watching it, and the playoff went on, and the second it was over, boom, you flip over, and it's fucking kickoff. Hey, you're an outlier. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, anyway, that's, back that's to my, Liv. You know, it's okay. And the cool thing is, is that you're right. With Liv going, Liv being a growing brand. Yeah. They're doing things. This is perfectly okay for Liv being there rather than PGA Tour, yeah. which is establishment situation. Yeah, it's, it's a great idea, man, because like you said, you have Super Bowl week. Everybody who's anybody in the sports world's there, interviews. All these brands are there. All the corporations are there. They're bringing their athletes there. And even WWE. WWE is having a WrestleMania press conference on Thursday at 7 p.m. in Vegas because that's where everybody is. Yeah. If it's, the whole world is there and the whole eyes of the world yeah, are if there. If Liv ever has a chance to get on Fox or to get on... I think Fox is really their only chance because... I don't think they need to go to any of those networks because I then think they're just so. going to do shit up. I think they need Fox, man. They I don't think need Fox, dude. They, they need to be on network TV. Nah, they're where they need to be. And, and frankly, Bro, the CW's if, you, if, you, if you go to a major network, you just ruin the product and then it turns into PGA 2.0. I, I, that's another thing I disagree with, man. Because honestly, like, I, I think about the casual viewer. You'll get more casual viewers. You're not going to be able to sustain success with diehards you need the casual viewer and the casual viewer is not tuning in the cw it's not about casual viewership we're talking about the product itself yeah i know if, if you go to a major network the major network's going to turn it into okay you need to have 75 hours of commercials during a four, okay during but a four you know what you broadcast. still have the apps and the diehards can watch on the app the casuals can watch on on network tv that's the issue with the PGA Tour. They don't have, they have an app, but they have like featured groups where you can only watch three guys. With Liv, you can watch the entire tournament on the app if you want to, and mostly everybody does. But for the casual fan that's flipping through the channel, no one's getting to CW11. Like you're going to, especially on a Sunday sports weekend, two, four, five, seven, ESPN. You might come across college basketball. You might come across NASCAR. You're going to come across the PGA Tour or the NBA Game of the Week, and you'll sit and watch that. No one's getting to live because Wait, it's... does anybody actually still have cable television and actually yeah, pay for it? I do because of sports. How am, how am I supposed to watch two things at once? The bar or just steal it? Bro, I'm fucking married with the three-year-old son. I'm not going to sit at the bar all I have 175-inch TV. I tried to put three TVs up, and my wife wouldn't go for it. You know what I mean? So it's like... How dare she? I, like on, on, on Saturday, I was watching Live on the CW, and I was flipping back with the Hockey All-Star game, going back and forth. And like I said, we're young. Like, we have the apps. We have the streaming. We could have one thing on the computer, one thing on the TV. But the older generation doesn't. And let's be real. The older generation's where the money's at, and we want some older people to get their eyes on Live. The money's at the older generation doesn't have any money anymore. The government took it all. 
You know what I mean, bro. I'm messing around. I'm messing around. No, but I understand what you're saying. That's why everything on PJ Tour is Viagra and, and Morgan Stanley. And Mercedes Benz and Cadillac. And exactly. you're just like, you're just like, who's buying Cadillacs anymore? They cost $140,000. I'm, yeah. I'm good. But it was, uh, a, like I said, it was a great week. It was a great week. And honestly, the biggest thing about this week, we haven't talked about him yet. Caleb, oh, yeah. 18-inch Surratt. What a that beast, dude man. came out and Sunday, he has a three-putt bogey, after, he has a three-putt triple bogey after a bogey on the previous hole. So he's four over in two holes, almost erases Legion 13's lead. That Tyrrell Hatton came out of nowhere to create. He, he came alive that day. Holy cow. But so Surratt has a four over two hole stretch, right? And I'm thinking, and I even tweeted this out. I said, hey, the pressure's getting to him. That's okay. He's still done more than his fair share and impressed me. And I said that literally at that moment. I said, he's done his job. And you know what? He turns it around and birdies the last five holes Stud, in a row. Man. 19 years old. 19 years old. I said it on, on the uh, Tuesday show today with Pants. I said, when I was 19 years old, I was delivering pizzas and, and community college. And he's 19 years old playing with the top three player in the world, learning from a top three player in the world in the John Round. Like, yeah. he was last month, he was in University of Tennessee. He had to clean out his dorm room. Like, what a smart move by him. And he, how much did he win this week? Like 350000 guaranteed. Yeah. Now, people were talking about over a million because of the team win. For those of you guys out there, you guys are forgetting. As of 2023 season start, the team money doesn't go to the team to be divided against the players evenly. The team money goes to the team itself. And then now, they disperse it. They may disperse it. Yeah. I, I bet you that probably the captain gets some, but it's probably going also to fund like, you know, the, the social media people, yep. hotels, yeah. airlines, travel. Exactly. Caddies. So, so some players probably have some negotiated rate that they get from that, but it doesn't go straight to the player. Exactly. And honestly, who can, like you're guaranteed $50,000 if you come in last. Yeah. Which, by the way, guys, that, that number did go down. For yeah, last it was 120 place. last year, right? Yeah, but they also added six players. Yep. I appreciate where the actual bottom is now because it was one of those where you could see Juan Kimmett and, and be a millionaire. Yeah which is not okay, in my opinion, because he wasn't playing golf. He was playing something. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't golf. No, he wasn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was hilarious, by the way, because Foltzy actually forgot on air. He forgot that last year on Saturday, Siwon Kim actually hit into the cenote. <laughs> and he was like, oh, there's Greg's Grotto. I can't believe it. I've never seen anybody actually hit inside Greg's Grotto before. Neiman yeah, was there. What? Neiman hit it in there. Yeah, he did, but yeah. he, they were they were acting like it was the first time ever. And I was like, nah, Siwon Kim did it last year. Because they probably weren't watching when he was on TV last year. Yeah, so he actually had to hit backwards out of the cenote. He ended up, he ended up getting like a nine on that hole, I think, or something like that. It was pretty bad. Yeah, Neiman, um, Neiman struggled the, the, on day two and the early early day three, but he pulled it together, man. He deserved the win. And, and the fact that he's not in the majors, man, such a shame. I loved that quote by him, but I'm not in the majors. And he's, you can tell that he really wanted to because he did everything he possibly could. He actually got a DP World Tour official membership this offseason in order to pursue that. That was one of the things that he wanted to make sure he got was major access. And his win, by the way, in the Aussie PGA did get him a spot in the British Open. So that's at least good there. Yeah. He's in one major. But he went he's... from 66 in the official World Golf Rankings to 70. He won against the likes of John Rahm, Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Koepka, 
and went down four spots. When Wyndham Clark won a limited field, no cut, 54 holes, and he went up four spots. Yeah. So it just from, goes to sh- from 10 to six. Yep. It just goes to show you how everything's fucked up right now, man. And it's a shame. Honestly, I think because Augusta is Augusta, you know, they're able to do what they want to do and no one's going to tell them no. They're their own entity. They have nothing to do with the PGA Tour. If I'm them, I'm inviting every single player that wins on Live Golf. There's only, what, four tournaments before the Masters? So there's only four guys. You can't have four extra guys in the field. Oh, you so have... you're saying current season winners. Is that yep. what you're saying? Last okay. year, you're shit out of luck. This year, Mayakoba, Vegas, Jeddah, Hong Kong, Miami. Five, five events. Invite five guys. You can you could extend the field to five guys. And who knows? Maybe there'll be multiple time winners and you only need to invite three. That's a possibility also. I personally would also include Taylor Gooch as a lock as well as for winning the actual league last year. Yeah. Being the league I champion. wouldn't mind that. Don't go back and invite Danny Lee and Trust. No, nothing like that. Now, yeah. I don't know if that'll happen. Faraday seemed pretty confident on air. And I think that it could happen just off of what's going on there's a couple of opportunities on the asian tour that they're going to be playing before the masters happens mm-hmm. and if you look at the uh, asian tour international series of that in oman which happens in three weeks i think yeah three weeks because this weekend's vegas then the next weekend is like a like a a, a lower level asian tour event where a couple live players are going to go play but not really anyone big and then if you look at the oman international series event it's basically a live tournament I look on the roster, Neiman's going to be there. Pretty much the majority of your non-upper uh, echelon captain guys, your big dicks aren't going to be there, but yeah. most of your medium-sized dicks are going to be there. All right. And I don't mean it as, and as if a, you I'm, win, not them, I'm not calling them dicks, by the way. I'm just... And if you win an uh, Asian Tour International Series event, you'll automatically get a massive event? No. Uh, but, but you're you, saying increase your official workout rankings. Or yeah, at least the opportunity to get points. Is what I'm yeah, saying, but like now, honestly, you won't get an, they won't get enough points? points. Exactly. Yeah, but they but it's at least a so chance. it's a moot point. It is, but it's also a conversation. Let's say that Neiman goes out there, wins that international series Oman event. Let's mm-hmm. assume that he's not going to win Vegas. I don't think he's going to win Vegas because it's hard to follow up after following up, and he didn't. And it's such a short week, and he had well, the playoff. Correct. He had the playoff. He celebrated. He probably he didn't he didn't dominate last two days he, he limped into victory and how about that we said last week man i said torque was going to be a top three team and they came out neiman far got ready to rock yeah but i'll tell you what that that fourth round on sunday really changes things so much it yeah. really does like i said i had to reevaluate where i put like teams like majestics and the cliques because if you, look you mean at the four players in the third round the four players in the third round being yeah counted, you yes. said fourth round yeah so, yeah sorry but black word vomit yeah no it, it definitely does yeah and honestly it's good too because you know what you can't hide anybody can't. and it's last year i feel like they were like all right as long as we have three good guys on the roster that's able to rock and play good we'll be fine yeah but now you need the full four guys yeah now you now you, now you, you can't afford to have a guy really out of it what and about uh, speaking about torque what about carlos atiz coming out saying that they were promised official work off ranking points and they're not getting I, them. I think that I think part of that's a mistranslation. I think uh, so too, got, right? You gotta remember he's a English as a second language speaker. Yeah. Um, so I think what he's talking about is that in the negotiation process, they weren't promised world golf ranking points, but they were told 
we're going to do everything possible to get you world golf ranking yeah. points or just the simple fact of dude if we build a if we build a big enough field or a strong enough field they can't ignore you yeah and i think that's what the conversation probably was i don't think it was you were promised i think that i think you were promised that the opportunity would come but you know what i'm saying right yeah. now no i know it wasn't it, it i think part of that was just a mistranslation there. yep now granted he's very fluent he's not like He's not some of the guys that you can't just throw a microphone in front of them. For instance, he had Martin Keimer's caddy. I tried talking with him in Tulsa and I realized very quickly I can't talk to him. <laughs> I was um, looking at the schedule because I'd like to go. How far is Nashville from you? Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Drunk driving, eight hours probably. Eight hours? Probably drunk driving, yeah. Okay. Sober driving, probably 12. All right. I think we should go to. I think we should go to Nashville this year. I think we should go to Nashville. I don't really want to go to Nashville. No, no. I'll, I'll, I'm more likely to go to Houston because I'm, Houston's like the same distance, but uh, for me, yeah, it's the same distance as Nashville. For, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd think because I'm in Oklahoma, Houston yeah. be way. Closer I wanted to go to really Miami, nice. but I will be in Myrtle Beach for the Long Island Golf Co. Spring Collection shoot. We're going to Myrtle Beach to take pictures of the new stuff and play. We're going to the Barefoot Resort. You guys gonna do any any budgie smugglers? No. We're, what's a budgie smuggler? Dude, come on. You live. You want? We, we watch live golf, bro. Budgie smugglers. Know. David yeah. Faraday's nut, nut, nut sack protectors. I don't know. No, I don't know. Honestly, bro, when I'm watching, I'm usually it's usually on mute. Again, I, I'm have, gonna I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that, bro. Again, I have a three year old son and a wife, so like the son has the iPad. I like to spend time with my family on the weekend, or either I'm on the iPad. There's a lot of noise going on and having conversations. I'm just, shaking my, I'm just shaking my head right now, Dixie. Bro, you got to do what you got to do, man. I mean, I'm still watching I, the event, right? Why do I need the sound on? Because there's so much that you miss whenever you don't have the sound on. Uh, th there's times when I have the sound on, but especially on Sunday, towards the end, that's prime family time. I don't. You'll, un you'll understand one day, Jake. One day you'll understand. I don't know, man. One day know. you'll understand when... You know, one day if I do ever have the family and stuff. Maybe I'll understand. I'm not yeah. dissing you for, for no, choosing your family. No, I'm not dissing you for choosing your family. I'm just saying, bro, like it's, 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 we're on a podcast right now. Bro. I know. Don't, I don't, don't share that information. I'm, I'm being honest, bro. It's, I'm not saying that I'm not watching it. I'm still watching it. Obviously you just heard me speak for 32 minutes. Obviously I saw what's going on. I could comprehend what's going on and just, I'm, I'm an honest guy. I respect that. I respect yep. your honesty. At least you're not lying to me. Yeah. Pretending that you heard every conversation. Uh, by the way, budget smugglers are literally, uh, they sold Ripper, Ripper GC underwear at a couple of events. Ah, uh, okay. And they're like man thongs. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> okay. So anyway. I'm not going to pull a Jason Giambi. And Jason Giambi, when he was in a slump, he would put on a pink thong. Yeah. Yeah. But he was also really weird. Yeah, and he was jacked too. You don't want to see me in a thong. Yeah, you know. But uh, dude, so this, with uh, this you know, past week. Yeah, we had it really, really the biggest things that to me surprised me um, is in a negative way. Um, High Flyers GC just pooped the bed really bad. And I don't know if they actually were pooping the bed. Um, there were several players that had some some Montezuma's revenge going on. Uh, apparently, Liv itself didn't explain to the players or at least the chefs. So I heard two stories. I heard somebody say that there was partially salad preparation. They used the actual well, the actual water there. Oh. They used salad preparation. And I'm like, that's special needs, bro. Come on, guys. You yeah. know better than this. You know, when you go to those, even when you're brushing your teeth, you need to use bottled water. Exactly. You don't, you do not 
drink the water in Mexico. Nope. Not even like uh, when you're in the shower. Like sometimes you're in the shower, you let some water get in your mouth and now you don't do that. Well, pe people forget sometimes because they're like, oh, I'm in a luxury resort, yep. blah, blah, blah. But no, you don't do that in Mexico. You do Anywhere not. in the Caribbean too. Yeah. And, and that's just the truth, especially for those areas. And yet it seemed apparently the story going around is that, that it was salad preparation. Like they were preparing some salads using mm -hmm. the actual water, which is just really dumb from whoever the chef was. I, I don't know how you, a chef would not know that in, in that area. So, it, but it probably was actually somebody just forgot the water situation. Yeah. But back to the high flyers, it was apparent that Ogletree didn't manifest very well. Three players, I need to see some serious improvements from in the near weeks. Uh, I know we're going to see Pat Perez and Varner III get their act together because off-season stuff is getting in the way. Mm -hmm. How long that takes, I don't know, but it's very concerning for the Aces because until they get that figured out, they are looking pretty weak right now because of the fourth the fourth man on Sunday situation. Yeah. Perez was just so... And you know who else also played really bad that I wasn't expecting? Uline. He was yeah. one, of, one of my picks because I felt like he did so well last year at Mayakoba and he just completely shit the bed. Um, on Sunday he did. Yeah. He, yeah, him no, even on day he started, the, he started, it was like eight under after round one. He was one of my fantasy picks this week. And I was like, fuck. No, he went eight over around one, three over round two, and then even round three. So he played yeah. better each day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying. It just wasn't good. And range goats proved kind of my point that I was talking about in this off season that they went from being a contender to being a non-contender right now. Mm -hmm. They're a non-factor right now. And yeah. it's because you've got. You know, two guys, your best two players on your team right now are meh. Yeah. That's just the reality. Bubba Watson is now your number one. Do you feel confident with a 40, no. 43, 44 year old Bubba Watson as your number one player? No, not at all. No, you don't. Matt Wolf, Peter Uline, Thomas Peters all have way more talent than him at this point in their careers, but they just can't, for whatever reason, they're just not converting it. And I'm excited to see if it happens. Prove me wrong, guys. I've been, we know that. Matt Wolf, when he's on his A game, is a generational talent. Yes. We just don't see it. You want to hear, speaking about fantasy, the guy who won the fantasy league didn't pay, so he couldn't collect the winnings. And there was like 18 people, winner take nice. all, 540 bucks. The guy who won didn't pay, so second place won the money. And I respect the guy who's running it too because it sounds most, like uh that sounds like Nick Dunlop situation. The most, Sanford yeah, season. most people would chase that guy down, and it's eighteen seventy five six zero three underscore Brown on Twitter. He follows both of us, but yeah, man, most people would like chase these people down and be like, oh hey man, kid, or oh I'll just give you five ten because you didn't pay. But he's nope. If, if you you don't have the money in by the second that first tee shot gets hit, you're screwed. So that guy must have been sitting. He he went like thirty under the guy. Like he had all Damn. the studs. Yeah. Respect on that for you guys running the league properly then. Yeah. You know, jump in one week. We're doing it every week. With, here's my question with you guys though. Diggs, how much, what do you need to see from Martin Keimer for you to think that he's ready to stay in the league this year? I, I think he's not ready. I think it's, I think they just give him, let him ride out the year. He probably signed a three year contract, right? Mm -hmm. let, yeah. Let him ride it out and see you later. And I want Rory taking over the cliques. You want Rory to. I want right, Rory you, taking Rory over the cliques, and I want Rory bringing Shane Lowry, and they could be the Ireland team. I'm telling you, well, bro, at the end of the day, I want every single live franchise to have a country behind them. Obviously, you're probably going to need three or four USA franchises. 
You probably need a couple UK franchises, maybe a few Asian franchises. But honestly, man, you, you got this South Africa. You got, you could bring Hovland over with Aberg and the Hogard twins, and they could be like Eastern European. You have Northern European, but okay. Yeah, Northern European. No one ever calls anything Northern <laughs> European. It's East or West. It's East of the Berlin Wall. I call it East. Scandinavia. Yeah. It's Scandinavia. Scandin They're not in the Berlin Wall. Yeah, come on. It's Daisy. still Europe. There's no continent called Scandinavia, right? There's no continent called Scandinavia, but nobody calls that Eastern Europe because that's, that, that's like North and also uh, on the West side. But. I'm thinking back. I've been reading a lot of history books. I'm thinking Cold War, East, West of the Berlin Wall. So there... I know Norway, most of, I know some of Norway is west of the Berlin Wall, but 75% of the country, even though there's, it's not lived in, is west of, east of the Berlin Wall. But all right, Scandinavian. Yeah, just say Scandinavia because okay, exactly. I'm just, I'm over here laughing at your geography UK, skills right you, now, bro. I'm sorry. UK, you could have some UK <laughs> teams worry with the island because honestly, I think that's great, man. Like answer in Ortiz, if they could get a few other guys from Mexico it's, or even with Neiman, you have a whole Mexico slash South American team. Like it's great. They already had the way it is yeah. in Mexico, South America. Yeah, exactly. Um, you got Stinger. You know, Fireballs is true Spanish. Yep. Um, you got Stingers, true South Africa. You got Ripper, true Australia. So that's three. That's four right there. My big question with for you, Diggsy, right Aces now is, is all, all USA. Diggsy, my question with you is, how, with a fully fleshed out live league, how many teams do you see in a fully fleshed out live league? Honestly, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't go too much more. I wouldn't go above sixty players. I think sixteen is probably too much. I, no, I think that's probably about right. It would be difficult to do six to do more than I sixteen like, and I, really keep it spaced well. I would, if they do 15 teams and then keep four individual spots open, I like the individual spots. Not everybody has to play on the team. Have four individual spots and have people earn their way on. If you win, let's say Liv becomes the World Tour and PGA Tour, they come to an agreement with the PGA Tour and DP World Tour. If you win the PGA Tour Pebble Beach, you get a spot in the Live field in the next Live event. If you win the DP World Tour, Aberdeen Investments, you get a spot in the next live tour. Those four spots are fluid, and they can change throughout the year. I think that's great what they're doing this year with the two spots. Make 15 teams or 14 teams, and have if you do 14 teams, and you can have four spots. That's, let me double check my math so I don't look like an idiot. Honestly, Diggsy, it doesn't matter. That, that's 60. Uh I'm, I want, I think that, I think it, the biggest question becomes. Just look about Anthony Kim. Would you see Anthony Kim on live if he had to be on a team this year? No. Exactly. But here's my thing. What I'm saying is I think that fully fleshed out, we got to see first what the difference is on the ground. Yeah. Last year at Tulsa, I sat in one hole, which I think was actually a good idea in hindsight, really to be able to feel like what is a crowd experience? Because there's two p types of experiences that live at, or at, at any golf event yeah you could there's follow, you follow an individual player or you, or you sit, sit at yeah. a hole and so sitting at a hole there were lots of gaps that happened i think this season the gaps are tightened obviously because you have two more groups out yeah. there on the course you shouldn't have every single hole you have somebody on this year in theory in theory yeah there were still some notices this week last week where some groups were put on the clock how far on the clock they were i don't know i can tell you that the final group was like two holes behind the average group. 
So there looks like there still is room for gaps to close on, around there. Because in theory, yes, the final group is a delayed start on Sunday. But um, if they're two full holes behind, that means that there is still gaps yeah. in the actual live process. Because otherwise, everyone would be the same number of yeah. holes. But it's much um, better so, than it was. Because I remember when I went to Bedminster. Because yeah. my whole thing is when I go to a golf event, I spend the first hour or two walking with the group. So whatever it may be, I find what golfers I want to watch. I'll walk with them for nine holes, whatever. And then I'll go post up at a, at a hole. I, I like doing both. I understand that. And it's once your games get tired, you probably want to go sit Exactly, down. yeah. Except I, when I went to Bethpage in 2016, I walked with Fowler and Patrick Reed. They were the final group and they were battling back the entire fucking round except for 16. And I finally died because Bethpage Black is like the hardest walk in golf. And I finally died out on 16 and I just posted up on 18 and just waited for them to get there. There are a lot of courses out there that are just not designed for the fan walk. Exactly. But I'll be interested to see what some numbers look like going forward with this next week as far as who plays well, who doesn't play well. Yep. I, I've obviously changed up some opinions about some teams. I'm, I'm much more bullish on Legion 13 after seeing their performance. I'm still very solid on Crusher because Crusher did their job this past week. Yeah. They just got outplayed slightly. And, and we'll be able to get more into the analytics and the stats and everything after this week because after this week, we'll have a nice month break. So we'll have episodes where we could just look back and really look at who's doing well, who's not doing well. And then also we'll be able to see, again, we'll have an opportunity to talk about the International Series Oman event, which is yep. also a lot of these international series events, guys, do your best to tune into them because even though they aren't actually live events, they are live implication events. And most of the, you're going to see about, on average at most of them, about 15 to 20 live players there, active yeah. live players. And you'll get to see some old guys that, I say old guys, you'll get to see the trash that got thrown out. Yep. But anyway, <laughs> I'm tapping out. That does it for this week. Anything we didn't cover? Possible Taylor Swift sighting this week, yes or no? Of course. At Live Golf. Of course. Oh, at Live Golf. Oh. At Live Golf. Oof. I don't know, man. Probably. Tomorrow's the Pro-Am, and I guarantee you that's going to be one hell of a stacked Pro-Am field. None of the guys playing in the Super Bowl. So you're not going to see Kelsey, so I don't know if you uh, see. No, 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 you might. I've, or I've, you're I've, not I've... seeing Kelsey. If he didn't go to the Grammys with Taylor when his, his girl was going to win a Grammy, he's not showing up at Live Golf, especially... When it's three days, four days before the event, no chance in hell you're going to see any Chiefs or, or 49ers there. You, you mi might see them actually at a round, but you're saying that no program. I don't think they'll be at a round, bro. Like, they they got to be locked in and not this, that this, they're staying an hour away from the strip. Hmm. They're the, both team hotels are an hour away because they don't want these guys to be. So they're practicing, they're watching film. Listen, none of these guys are going to do that because anytime someone did that in the past, they got crucified. Odell Beckham went on the boat down to Miami before the Giants and Packers playoff game. He got crucified. Tony Romo went to Cabo with Jessica Simpson before a Cowboys playoff game. They lost. He got crucified. So I don't think anybody's really going to want to do that now. You'll so what you're saying, so what you're saying is we're not going to get any awesome Dennis Rodman caliber story no. from anybody. No one's spending 48 hours in, in a Vegas hotel before yeah, a championship. 48 hours, my ass. Dude, <laughs> by, by the way, I heard they were going to make a movie about that. They were. And, the, and then it got scrapped. It got scrapped because Jonathan Majors, the guy that played That's right. Kang in, in Marvel, was going to play Dennis Rodman. 
And then he had the assault charges and stuff, so they scrapped the project, which is which a shame. sucks because that would have been a hilariously awesome movie, amazing movie. Yep. Because let's be real, Dennis Rodman is like the coolest person in the history of Earth. Yeah, he was so. Yeah, he was such a badass man. When when you really look at his resume of what he's done in life, it's everything about him. You just he really is like a creature character on GTA yeah. as far as his life experience. Yep. Amazing. Oh, that's gonna do it for but, me, guys. Yeah. Live, live Vegas this week. Again, it's on Thursday this week. It's a day early because they want to get it done Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And we'll be back with you next week. Maybe we'll go on. No, no we're sticking to Tuesdays. Coming out on Wednesdays. We'll be back next Wednesday with the recap. And uh, yeah, this year from now until the second that tournament ends, the team championship, which is in, where is it this year? Probably November again. I mean, they always do it in November. Yeah, once that's over, we'll be with you every single week to give you an, our takes, a little banter back and forth. And uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at 54LivePod. Follow Jake on Twitter and YouTube. I don't know what it is, but just follow him on Twitter. You'll see all that there. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with you next week. Let's go live. Later.